Hello, my name's James Trubini and welcome to Telling Stories. This week, we are back with the fabulous Royal Brothers in our Best of British series. This particular story came from my forgotten tag teams coverage of them, where I looked at several matches in their career and tried to outline what made the Royal Brothers great. This week, we look at how the promoters had to make the Royal Brothers an attraction and make them look and feel different as the best tag team. Ladies and gentlemen, a tag team contest. They are they were a popular and great wrestling exponent from Norton. A big hand for Being such a key attraction, joint promotions had to think of different ways of presenting them, so even on their rare TV appearances they didn't seem stale. One way of doing that was to present them as what they were, the top tag team attraction in the country. For that to stick, they needed international competition. One of those teams was the Black Knights, Honeyboy Zimba and Masambala. The African pairing had a primitive gimmick to say the least, bearing in mind this was the 1970s and it wasn't exactly an enlightened audience, but it was a popular gimmick. Not that Zimba was that popular with his fellow wrestlers in the ring, overly stiff of movement and style, though a friendly person to everyone outside the ring, no one looked forward to wrestling him. You do wonder where the heat is coming from in the match with two face teams, but things started out quickly. Zimba, mid heavyweight, started with Burt Royal. Zimba showed off his dominance in power, however, Burt had the edge in speed and technical grace. Musambala tagged in after a few minutes of very clean technical action. Masambala was a comedy character played on his African heritage to put together an act that wasn't exactly PC. Unable to figure out how to deal with the strange opponent, Burnt tagged out to Vic, who went off in the ropes, crisscrossing with Masambala, and suddenly coming to a stop and offering his hands. They shook, and the match continued. This could prove to be a rare case of the lunatics taking over the asylum. Sheer entertainment for entertainment's sake. What you do find surprising is how some of the moves that in the narrative of today's wrestling would barely have an effect are top-line finishes, Yet big moves like Masambala's pile driver, which was applied as Vic tried to crawl between his legs, had no effect and was no sold by Vic who couldn't stop smiling at the fun he was having. Here was an equal, for all his comedy and racist overtones, Masambala had a great range of ring ability. Getting a stalemate, the pair agreed to let Vic tag out after a handshake. Bert had more luck because he had more leverage, but the comedy continued. As Ken Walton warned, though this has been a very fair tag match up to now, Burton and Honeyboy settled in some deep counter-hold mat work. They really were world-class mechanics and really could put on display. Vic tagged in and tried to follow up on Burt's work, including a rolling toss with Zamba arm-trapped in a hammerlock. Vic tried to outpower Zimba, but was flipped out of a Boston Crab. Using Zimba's momentum, he managed to use a powerbomb of all things, despite clearly giving away 30 pounds, but Zimba was too powerful to keep pinned, and another exhibition of mat work and escapes. Vic Faulkner was perhaps the best counter-wrestler ever behind Johnny Saint, they shook hands and tagged out. Bert again tried to outpower Zimba, but it was never going to work. He eventually ended up with his legs stretched out as Zimba kept him at bay with headbutts. After some more back and forth and with a series of rolling pin attempts, Zimba tagged out. Bert and Masambala worked each other's legs to the point of stalemating a leg lock that was intended, but looked all out of whack. They called a truce to get back to work. After a while, Bert tagged out to Vic and the fun continued. Masambala then tagged in Zimba, and he was shot into ropes by Vic who tagged in Bert. In an amazing occurrence, Zimba didn't see Bert and simply ran over him. Bert apologised for his efforts and the match went on. 
Vic and Honey Boy went into a series of test of strength holds which ended with a spin out from Vic who went and tagged Masambala as the crowd tittered. This was feel good wrestling at a base level. Everyone was laughing and smiling and the crowd loved it. Zimmer brought things back down to serious wrestling by body blocking Bert to the floor. He applied a full Nelson. He applied a full Nelson when Bert returned which set up another series of reversals which ended in Bert getting the pinfall by a crucifix ending the first period. On the restart, Bert and Zimber exchanged more submissions, but when Vic tagged in, he went for power on the weakened Zimber, showing a deeper sense of tag team psychology. A hard posting, his series of flying head scissors followed by a body slam got a two, but a powerful kickout meant this was ineffective. As the match pace picked up and Count Walt's concentration quickened, Massenbauer and Zimber looked to be slowing down, but the Royals looked like they had just warmed up. The Black Knights kept going with strikes, but we were out-counted on the mat every time. Bert applied a wrist lock and tried to ground it out to the bell, grounding Masambala. A headbutt from Masambala was followed by a running knee from Zimba. He followed that up with more headbutts. For reasons unexplained, although probably with the deeply racist connotations, Black Racers was always having an incredibly hard head in the same way Samoans are today, largely to the success of Johnny Quango and his butt-heavy offense. A backbreaker on the knee delivered an equalizing fall, with 20 seconds left on the contest. Masambala was ecstatic and the crowd received the equalizer with applause. Confusion occurred at the restart as Zimber and the referee thought they had 20 seconds left, but apparently that was it. Apologies from the MC and handshakes all round. It's the kind of contest British fans were quietly appreciative of. It was the bread and butter of Saturday afternoon culture of wrestling. A match that was quite frankly bizarre for its time, or for any other time for that matter, was the Royals paired up with the team of King Ben McCoy and old school British heel Lee Chiron. King Ben was a popular mid-card middleweight who was the father of the extremely useful Kid McCoy, who would come along later in the 80s. The story of the match became the tension between Sharon and Ben, and their limited tag work. A best right in promotion, this was the main event of an afternoon of the west side of the Pennines. Ben and Vic kicked things off with some chain wrestling that left them both at a standstill. They tagged in their respective partners, and we got a true flavour of the match would be about. Sharon charged at Bert, who arm-dragged him to oblivion. Sharon exerted his power advantage, he was around the mid-heavyweight limit. And the answer from Bert came with a very humiliating trick in the Royals' playbook, the leg trip and the escapes. It was important not to blow Sharon's fuse too early, as this would have ruined the momentum to the frustration. The Royals were like that, a niggle here, a dig there. They understood how to get the best out of an opponent. Bent toe back in, it was back to straight wrestling for a while. Bert managed a single leg into a spinning toe hold before applying an Indian deathlock. Again, a surefire finisher, or at least a dramatic moment in today's matches. This was just seen as a transitional move in that environment. Unfortunately for Bert, he was too close to the ropes and Ben tagged out. When Sharon took back in, things started to fly around a lot more. Sharon went for strikes and was answered in kind. Vic tagged in and Sharon swiftly departed over Faulkner's temper. Ben and Vic went back to some more chain wrestling, this time running the ropes with Vic, landing a forearm on Ben's chest before yelling, Cease! More comedy would no doubt ensue, but Ben slowed him down with a crucifix. As he reached another stalemate and Vic was on the floor, Sharon tagged in to deliver some punishment to his prone opponent. After being on the receiving end, Vic decided it was time for retribution. He tagged in Bert and they double-teamed Sharon with a leapfrog drop, onto Sharon as he was tied in the ropes. As a result, Sharon clammed up and refused to wrestle, but he was distracting Bert and waded into the forearms and knees into the ground. A no-no under Mount Evans' rules. He built his heat from there. However, Bert managed his way free and hip-tossed him outside onto Kent Walton's commentary position. A monkey flip was another score for Bert, but Sharon took control with a wrist lock. After another Royals double team, Ben was tagged in for a gen- rather gentlemanly handshake and the match continued as normal. The chain wrestling from Vic and Ben continued with the crowd settling in for a steady pattern of polite applause. This was mixed in with some strike exchanges, forearms, chops and double knee lifts for the order of the day. Sharon tagged in, as did Bert, and the pace slowed down once again. After fouling Bert throughout the match, the heel Sharon begged off, 
reluctant to face the councillor from Bolton. The crowd got more into this portion of the match as the pair exchanged hip tosses and snap mares. As the pair continued, Bert fell through the ropes and caught his ankle. As seconds, and, as seconds Ben and Vic freed him, seemingly unnoticed by anyone, Sharon attacking the quick-thinking heel stood on the bottom rope to slow his progress. A neat heat-getting move, a shame no one saw it. Sharon laid in the strikes. Ben begged for the tag. When he got in, he helped Bert to his corner. A touch of sporting sentiment. Bert insisted on tagging back in, though, after a short sequence between Ben and Vic. He would face Sharon, who had not let up on the knee. A single-leg Boston Crab secured the submission. Sharon attacked between rounds and received his second public warning. Falk was not happy. Faulkner was not happy with that, and catapulted Bing Ben into the ring post in frustration. However, Ben tried to keep calmer heads around him. Royal managed to get the separation and the restart of the match, and tagged in Vic, who was apoplectic. Sharon smartly tagged in Ben, who went on the offensive. The back-and-forth nature of these matches added to the excitement of the crowd, but the 50-50 approach made the narrative of the bout difficult to follow at times. The modern structure of wrestling would be lost on this audience, who was served fast-paced and even-handed action. The final session started with Vic and Ben exchanging offence again. Having been called a stupid idiot by Sarah Sharon in the interval, he was in no mood to tag him back in. Thus the main narrative of the match, the Ben-Sharon tension, continued. They both tagged out, with Sharon offering a handshake, but of course it was a ruse, and he had an advantage to working over the knee. Playing possum, Bert feigned more and more leg woes and tricked Sharon into running at him, only to catch him on the way back with a folding press. But the third and final pinfall. I hope you've enjoyed this little chat about the Royal Brothers and their wrestling style in the 1970s. We have one more session of this particular tag team to look at before we move on to other members of the British wrestling family. But I wanted to spend some time with the Royal Brothers because they are an underappreciated and undervalued team that really showed the future of British professional wrestling. My name is James Troopany and this has been Telling Stories. You can find us on the Troopany Show Network and you can find that at Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, and you can find us on Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Please go to our sponsor's website, Indie Empire Magazine, where you can find out more about pro wrestling stories like this, and you can also go to powerslam.tv and use our code MULLETWATCH to get a free month off a year's subscription.